Hazard pay for essential workers during COVID-19. Who gets it and who pays and for how long? Benjamin Tulis from Jackson Lewis stops by to Lost Plain. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, listeners. So glad you're here with us. Today, we're going to be talking about this new hazard pay regulation specifically aimed at COVID-19 essential workers. Now, of course, we've got a vaccine out there. So the question will be, you know, for how long? But this is being passed city by city in California. I want to learn more about that. But before we get to it, got to thank our sponsor, Noda. Noda is powered by M&T Bank because you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of Noda, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps Help solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. That's Nota, N-O-T-A. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, let's meet our guest, Benjamin Tulis. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Is it okay if I call you Ben? Ben is great. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, I read about this in one of the uh, articles uh, where we're doing a little bit of research for show topics here. And I was curious about it because it looks like it started in Long Beach, this this hazard pay regulation. It's spread. So I know we're going to get into kind of the ins and outs, like who qualifies for it and what businesses have to pay for it. But it started in Long Beach and it's moved on to a couple of other cities. And it looks like there's a few more considering it. So I guess where is it now and where is it going? Yep, that's correct. It started in Long Beach a few weeks ago, and since then we have three more cities who have passed laws. Uh, Montebello, Oakland, Coachella. You know, these aren't typically the cities that lead the way on employment laws, but Los Angeles, the city of LA, is currently considering one and will likely pass it. West Hollywood is actually voting today on their own law, and then there are several other locations, Santa Ana, Santa Monica, Santa Clara County, all over the state that are considering their own local ordinances on hero pay or hazard pay. It hasn't been addressed on the state level. Last year, there wasn't any proposed legislation on it, but it's possible we might get something from the state because the deadline to submit new laws is Friday. And the challenge here is that each local ordinances is slightly different than the other. And it's a little, it's unlikely that the state will step in with their own law, but right now, you know, we're dealing with all these separate local ordinances and some that might come into play, you know, down the line. And as I understand it, now this doesn't apply to every essential employee, every essential business out there. There's kind of a, a limited offering here. So I guess the first question here is what employees qualify under this hazard pay uh, regulation spreading from city to city, and then how much more are they going to make? So right now, all of the laws apply to grocery workers. And that's what Long Beach started with. It it started and it applied to grocery workers. Some of these other cities have included retail pharmacies and Coachella has gone even further and has applied it to agricultural workers and also restaurants. That's specific to Coachella. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so now these these recently kicked in, but uh, you know how long are these hazard pay rates going to apply? Because you know we've got a vaccine out there, and so obviously this is going to be limited. So, so I guess for how long can we expect to have this increase in pay? The answer is it varies based on the city. Long Beach is 120 days, Montebello is 180, and Oakland is until the city returns to a certain level risk level under the state of California's tiered system in terms of COVID risk. And they all could be extended at the 120 or 180 day point. 
Okay, understood, understood there. And then uh, was there any talk about, you know, if, if, you know, a grocery store employer, a drugstore employee gets the vaccine, they're no longer at risk. I mean, obviously it's not as hazardous. Are they still eligible for hazard pay? As the ordinances are currently drafted, they would be. You know, they are employees of grocery stores, retail stores. They would be entitled to that hazard pay, you know, regardless of vaccine status. Now, right now, these extra rates for employee are only applicable to certain grocery stores and certain drug stores, but it's not everyone. They have to be a certain size. So where's that threshold drawn out at? Again, it varies based on the city, but most of them have been for stores that have at least 300 employees nationwide or a certain amount of, and a certain amount of employees per store you know, within the city at issue. Uh, whether it's 10 or 15 employees. Oakland is actually 500 or more employees. But generally, you know, it applies to larger grocery chains, not the small mom and pop shops. Now, this hazard pay or hero pay, whatever your preference is, it does represent an additional cost to these businesses. So I'm assuming that they're probably challenging this. And so are they challenging in the courts? And if so, what's the what's the basis of their case? Yes. So the California Grocers Association has brought three separate lawsuits so far against Long Beach, Montebello, and Oakland. And they've intimated that they would bring additional lawsuits if other cities decided to pass laws. Specifically, I think they called out the city of LA. And that's one of the things that the city of LA is addressing, you know, the the economic cost and the risks of litigation. The arguments for their case is that it's unconstitutional and also that it's that it is preempted by the National Labor Relations Act. On the second point, the NLRA, the idea is employees are subject to a collective bargain agreement. And the idea is that it should be negotiated with the union. And this is something that could be bargained. And it's about balancing that free play of economic forces versus whether the city can actually call this a health and safety ordinance. The other argument is that it is unconstitutional under the Equal Protection Clause, essentially because they're arguing that it picks and chooses these large groceries as opposed to other essential workers and other types of you know, smaller groceries without a rational relationship to the purpose of the law. You know, and part of the complaint, you know, outside of the actual legal basis is, you know, they make the point that they provide a hazard pay, they provided, provided appreciation pay, testing, and just generally about the cost of the ordinance, the impact at this point. Now, what what type of relief are they asking for right now? They're asking for an injunction to stop the enforcement of the law. So Long Beach, the Long Beach one, because it was first, is furthest along. And the court actually denied their application for a temporary restraining order. But there's a hearing a week from today on a preliminary injunction to stop the enforcement of the law. To the best of your observations, you know, have these drugstores or grocery stores adjusted their business practice, meaning maybe they reduce the number of employees in a certain store, run a leaner staff just to get out of that strict requirement that they would have to pay extra? In terms of whether you get below that 300 employee threshold or the threshold of, you know, the number of employees in the store, a few of these ordinances, you know, it's not the number of employees you have right now. There's a look back period you know, whether it's a year or 90 days where you look back and see what the number has been to avoid that kind of situation. And then, you know, generally, you know, some of these stores have been have been taking, you know, I, th- I know that, you know, a couple of stores in Long Beach had shut down while they addressed this. 
hadn't seen that yet elsewhere. But yeah, they're certainly going to be balancing you know the cost of the increased compensation, you know, and all of the other economic options. But we haven't. We'll, we'll definitely see more if LA passes. You know, LA is a big city. You know, there'll be a lot more publicity. When they were considering this, I mean, obviously kind of building upon that increased cost, you know, when they were considering this, you know, hazard pay or hero pay, you know, businesses around the country because of the pandemic obviously been strained. People's pocketbooks have been strained. But when they were considering this, putting it all together, did they give thought about the increased cost of living would be on the communities that these grocery stores and drug stores would serve? You know, this cost will get passed along. If it's more expensive for, for those institutions, it's going to be more expensive for your customer. And that'll have an impact as well. Was there any thought given to that? Yeah, that is a great question. And it's definitely possible that, that it might lead to increased prices to cover the compensation. I know the Coachella City Council discussed this at length, particularly in the concept of agricultural employees and how that cost will get passed along to consumers. You know, in terms of how that cost will eventually actually pass on, you know, that's to be determined. I know Long Beach, when they're gonna, you know, they're gonna call for an economic analysis about the impact of the ordinance in evaluating whether to extend it past 120 days. So I think we'll get a clearer picture as time moves on. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ben. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you listeners for tuning in and making this show part of your day. We appreciate you investing your time with us. And once again, thank you to our sponsor, Noda. You can find them at trustnota.com forward slash legal. That's Noda spelled N-O-T-A. And lastly, thank you to our team, producer Molly McDonough and our LTN audio crew for all of their hard work. Much, much appreciated. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> 